charging money for models what who is this ea are we talking about ea or blizzard here like what is happening hey what's going on everyone welcome to this week's episode of this week today with curious j where we talk about gaming and streamer news i am your host curious j appreciate y'all being here today uh, we're gonna go over a few things that we've kind of already talked about but i just want to go over and and kind of talk about where they are now because that's something we we like to do here we like to talk about something when it's brand new before it comes out and then see how it does after it's already out so first thing i want to talk about is actually pokemon home we talked about it when they did the pokemon direct video at the was it December, beginning of January, it was a little, it was a couple videos ago. Um, so Pokemon Home is is one of the the products that that Game Freak Nintendo is coming out with that will allow you to share your Pokemon from their cloud-based server to the actual games. So Pokemon Home already has its release date; it is coming out in February. Um, so Pokemon Home will cost $15.99 a year for premium users. They also have like a monthly basis, but $15.99 per year is what they're advertising. Uh, when Pokemon Home, the Pokemon Company's cloud-based storage system launches in February too, pricing options will be available, basic and premium. The company updated its website with new information about the app. So the basic plan is free, but gives players very limited access to Pokemon Home's features. The number of Pokemon that can deposit deposited, for instance, um, among other things. So the the premium plan has three options: one month for $2.99, three months for $4.99, or as I was stating, the full year for $15.99. Deciding which plan to get should be easy. I mean, if you want to deposit a lot of Pokemon, more than 30, as you can see from the chart, you'll need the premium plan. So the thing is, Pokemon Home. Although this version of it is new, in the 3DS era, there was what was called Pokemon Bank. So that one was actually, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, it was $4.99. So $4.99 for the whole year. Already they've kind of tripled their price. So seems a little steep, but all in all, $15.99 for a full year is not much at all. Um, so the difference between um, the premium and the basic is you'll actually be able to utilize if you had Pokemon Bank in the past or still have it with the premium service you will be able to transfer from Pokemon Bank and move them onto home your storage limit is insanely different you go from 30 Pokemon with the free service to 6,000 with the premium now you might ask yourself when am I ever gonna need 6,000 Pokemon in my Pokemon home cloud service maybe never but 30 is just nowhere near enough and they i feel like they they knew what they were doing when they made that difference so huge the other difference would be the number of wonder trades and the number of gts trades so wonder trades for those of you who don't know are the random trades and gts is just global like norm a normal trade you would call it so you can have three going for the wonder and one for the global with the free and then you can have 10 for wonder and three for global with the premium service a huge difference here is when doing trades with the free service you can only join a room 
when you're using the premium service you can host it so just that all in all like they, they made it like I said they knew what they were doing they made it very easy for you to say well if I'm gonna make use of this service I might as well pay for it if you're just feeling like oh I'm just gonna use it once to make you know this random trade I'm not really I don't really need this storage then yeah go ahead free is always there but if you're a Pokemon fanatic and, and you love the game and you're trying to catch them all and collect them all and be able to transfer them from one game to the other, then yeah, paid version is definitely the way to go. So another cool thing to keep in mind is Pokemon Home will connect to the Nintendo Switch with Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee. A uh, company noted, however, that Pokemon that are moved from Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee cannot be moved back to the games once the transfer has been completed to Sword and Shield. However, between Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, you can go back and forward. It's just as soon as you move them to Sword and Shield, there's no going back. Uh, both the mobile app and Switch versions will allow players to connect to Pokemon Bank, the older storage system from the Nintendo 3DS era. Uh, however, Pokemon Company said Home will eventually support Pokemon Go, the mobile app, which is also very popular but not at launch time. So that's actually, I feel like that's going to make it a little more worth it. If they add Pokemon Go to the list of games that are available within Pokemon Home and not raise the price, then yeah, it's going to be great because Pokemon Go is huge. It's very popular. So I've talked about it before a few times already, and I was super hyped for it. As I mentioned before, I'd been waiting for this game for over a year. I pre-ordered it in 2018, and here we are, January 2020, and it, it just barely came out a few days ago, and it's already getting a super bad rep, and that makes me very sad, but we're going to talk about it because I think it needs to be talked about. So Warcraft 3 Reforged and Blizzard as a company is currently under fire over false advertisement and greedy practices. Warcraft 3 Reforged highly anticipated by Warcraft fans, including myself, made a lot of promises it didn't deliver and in fact it was released with a bunch of terrible features. Unit movement locked at 20 FPS. I don't know any games that run at 20 FPS these days, I mean, I, I'm a PC gamer, I know a bunch of you are, but even console, like we have, uh, there's just nothing that runs at 20 FPS these days, everything's at like 60 average, maybe sometimes a little lower. A lot of times way higher but 20 fps come on that just that hurts uh they're the very same cutscenes as in classic hardly any improvements no new campaigns no new interface i haven't seen this for myself but from what i've heard bad translations between other uh, languages german being one of them apparently it's just horrendous uh no new custom game lobbies no new reworked story elements charging money for models what? Who is this EA? Are we talking about EA or Blizzard here? Like what is happening? They also left out some of the main features that were included in the original uh, to name a few. The automated tournaments, plans, profiles, ladders, the list goes on. Um, another huge thing, everyone when thinking of Warcraft 3, everyone was so excited to be able to play the custom games again because af after all, if you played the original Warcraft 3, you know that's where Dota was born. You know that's where League of Legends was inspired. There's just so many games that, that are huge now on their own. 
that started as Warcraft 3 custom games. So Blizzard made a change to their agreement that you sign whenever creating a custom game. So the intellectual property of your maps belong to Blizzard, not you, and they are not required to compensate you in any way if they use it. Copyrighted material is not allowed in any custom maps, which means a multitude of older maps such as Anime Fight, DBZ Tribute, and Pit My Mario, those are all banned. You can no longer use those if it has copyrighted material on there. Any content which is deemed inappropriate by Blizzard can be removed at their discretion, which is probably why they added a new report button on there. But so basically, this locks it down for Blizzard to say, hey, if the new Dota 2 is born within our game as a custom game, it's ours and we can make money off of it. We don't have to worry about you taking it and, and putting it on Steam or any other kind of, you know, platform to make money off of the, something you created. You know what I mean? I get that you're using their interface to make the game. But it just sucks that you can have this amazing idea, have it, you know, created in this platform that you love, you know, Warcraft, all their models and, and just the maps and all that make it super easy for you to make a game and then say, hey, I own none of this. Even though it was my idea, I'm not going to make anything out of it. If I ever choose to take it and make money with it, I can't. It's blizzards now. So this is gonna, what it's gonna do ultimately is just make it to where a bunch of people won't want to make custom games on there anymore. They'll have this amazing idea and that's where it'll end. Either that or they'll take it somewhere else where they know that they can at least have their name on it. Ah, Blizzard. It's just been bad over the last, honestly, in my opinion, I'm probably gonna get some hate for this. But ever since Activision came into play with Blizzard, nothing has been the same. And it's sad to say it because them having game like they had Destiny for a while on there, you know, the Call of Duty games, that's all great. But even it, when you even see like a company like Bungie say, hey, we need to move away from Activision because they completely took our game and made it something we didn't want it to be. And us taking our game back is going to be the one chance we get to make it what we wanted. That should be a huge sign right there. It honestly seems like, even though Blizzard was probably doing great on its own, I mean, with games like War World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Starcraft, Diablo, all these amazing games, you were probably doing great for yourself. And you went and, and sold out, man. <sighs> it's so sad. So if you're trying to get a refund on this game, for a while I had heard that this was like your only chance to do it, but now I'm reading that Blizzard is banning people for whenever they see someone trying to cheat the system and, and get a refund on it, like by going around the actual automated system that they have there, they're banning people for doing that. So I don't know, just be careful with how you take care of it. That's all I had to say about that one. So last but not least, uh, I want to get into the streamer news. We're talking about Ninja again. I know we've talked about it before. We talked about him actually very recently with the Fortnite skin. But this one, so this is actually a field of streaming that I like. The analytics of it all, the statistics, all the deals and stuff happening in the background. I love streaming, but I love the business side of it as well. Um, so the latest news on, on Ninja is apparently he reportedly turned on a massive offer from Twitch right before joining Mixer. 
So Ninja kicked off a major streaming platform war when he moved to Mixer following his high profile switch that came in the form of a press conference with himself. We saw major streamers like Shroud, Courage, um, Corina, Disguised Toast, the list goes on, several others with make similar decisions where they made deals with other platforms leaving Twitch as they were doing so. Um, according to a new report from Kotaku, Twitch offered him 15 million a year for three years, but they were outpaced by both Facebook Gaming and Mixer, which is crazy to me. I mean, Twitch is huge. They have most of the market share. You figured they would have been able to, to throw down some money, but the, that's something to consider. Mixer is owned by Microsoft, and Facebook in itself is just huge. They're they're market share just in general outside of gaming like the amount of people that are on facebook these are huge companies we're talking about even though they don't seem big in a game like streaming perspective they're really big companies and it doesn't surprise me really much that it doesn't surprise me that they had the money to do this it surprises me that twitch didn't offer more to one of their biggest streamers one of their biggest money makers if you want to put it that way um Twitch's offer to keep Blevins Ninja, sources said, topped out at around 15 million per year for three years. Mixer and Facebook offered him more, with Mixer coming, upping the ante to something in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 million dollars per year. 20 to 30 million dollars per year, guys. That is insane. Um. The report claims that Twitch believed Ninja had maxed out his earned media for the platform, meaning they had already gotten as much free publicity as they could get out of him. This ended up being a major factor in how the company was willing to offer him uh, this amount of money. Signing two-star streamers hasn't had much of an impact by two-star, I mean uh, Ninja and Shroud. It hasn't had much of an impact on Mixer, but it has, uh, you know, it's been bringing eyes to it people are starting to notice it more and it's gone a long way in giving credibility to to microsoft you know at their platform mixer it's just crazy to see like how this war just continues yeah i mean i wouldn't really want to call it a war because it's just a i would say friendly competition you know what i mean to the companies it might seem that way because they have a lot of money invested and a lot of money to gain from all this but really, to me, it's just uh, when it comes to us as streamers, it's really just about finding your home, you know, finding out where it is that you can grow, where you feel comfortable. Because keep in mind, every different streaming platform has a different audience. And that's usually why a lot of people end up switching. Um, for example, a long time ago, before all this bidding war happened, uh, Stone Mountain 64 ended up ending his partnership with Twitch and multi-streaming to all the different platforms and ended up finding out that Facebook is where he felt best. Not only because it was growing at the time when he did that, barely starting out, but the platform there is just a lot less toxic. It's just, Twitch in itself has become, you know, this whole like haven for people to just do and say whatever they want to say because they're hiding behind this username that really doesn't mean anything to them when they get banned and they can just create another account and go back in there. A lot of people are great, don't get me wrong. There's a majority of people are really awesome people on there and they just want 
to be able to watch your content or whoever it is have a good time chatting and 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 that'll be it you know what i mean but there's a lot of trolls on twitch on facebook it's more of like hey there's a name to this person so it just it kind of makes it easier for them to be more genuine you know but i mean yeah to it just blows my mind knowing that ninja was offered 15 million per year for for three years from twitch but makes her locked it down with uh, no less than 20 let's just say that no less than 20 million per year insane guys but that's gonna be it for me and this episode of this week today i appreciate you guys hanging out whether you're watching this on youtube or whether you're listening to spotify apple music or, or anywhere else this is that you guys are awesome thank you for supporting me every sunday with this with these episodes it's been great making this content i actually really enjoy doing it it's something i really enjoy talking about so it's really easy for me to do this um don't forget guys i do stream on twitch uh, twitch.tv slash curious j monday through thursday usually around 10 p.m central thursdays being uh, nintendo night where we play smash and mario kart with the community so if that's something you like to do come join if not come catch me any of the other days we'll chat it up we'll have a good time always a good time and that's it guys remember take it easy stay curious peace